Thanks for checking out the Tennessee Holler Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Tennessee Holler Podcast Network. Subscribe to and support the Holler at www.tnholler.com to help us fearlessly yell the truth about Tennessee. And be sure to subscribe to the growing family of Holler Podcasts while you're there. You can also follow the Holler on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the TN Holler. Tennessee. 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 Lord, I've really been real straight. We have our first guest coming in now. She is Safara. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, Safara. Safara. Oh, it's a beautiful name. Hi, how are you? I don't think I know. I'm <laughs> Justin. Hey, Safara. Hey, Good to see you. Uh, I, you can you can lead us in here, Cassie. But I mean, I'll just say what I know about it. I know that you are with Be Better Belmont. Hang on, I'm gonna change. This is better. Uh, Be Better Belmont, and you guys are focused on getting Belmont to divest from basically core civic, but private prisons in general. Tell us a little bit about your organization. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, we're Be Better Belmont. Uh, we are a prison divestment can, uh, campaign against Belmont University. First call is yes to fully divest from Core Civic, the private uh, private prison company um, that has contracts across the United States um, and in Tennessee. There's one in Middle Tennessee, literally just about an hour from here. Um, we, I mean, there it is on the screen. It's beautiful. Um, we have a bunch of demands, but the top demands we are asking for accountability, uh, transparency, and deepening the connection with the actual community being through. The grassroots organizations uh, like Canadians Army, Free Hearts, all, uh, Equity Alliance, all these guys, um, and building a true, honest community within Belmont, um, standing truly standing against systemic racism that they have been a part of for over 100 years now, um, and knowing that and not hiding behind this Christian institution framework. And knowing that you know Christians can be for anti-racism, that's like the whole thing. Love thy neighbor. Um, yeah, so we are a team. There's about um, a core group of about 30 of us. Um, a lot of the, there's about eight of us in town and a lot of us are remote and it's a collection of alumni, current students and uh, Nashville community members. That's very cool. And so what is the connection exactly between Belmont and Core Civic? Like what specifically is it? I feel like it has something to do with Damon What's his name? Heininger? Heininger. Heininger. Yeah, I'm not. He's I, I couldn't tell you exactly how to pronounce it. I think it's Heininger, actually. OK. Um, yeah. So actually, it goes way further back than with Damon. Um, Damon came on the board just a few years ago, um, which we saw in 2017. There was a thousand person march demonstrating against Belmont to get him off the board originally. Um, but it actually starts at the big, very beginning of Core Civic that used to be called CCA, uh, Corporate um, Correctionals of America. And um, it started in 1983 is when CCA was founded. Uh, the initial in, um, major investors were Jack C. Massey, who our business school is named after, and then our in um, and then uh, Thomas Beasley, who was um, who our grad school free enterprise um, uh, program is named after as well. Um, so they Jack C. Massey just after our um, yeah, just after investing in CCA, also um, invested in Belmont, and that's how they got their business um, business school. So it's been there's financial ties. There's deep so there's financial. been financial ties since 1983. Um, however, Belmont's 
complicity with systemic racism has existed since Adelicia uh, started building the mansion because she was married to Isaac Franklin, who was mm. one, at that one time the largest slave trader in the United States. Um, wow. And that's and, the, the guy that Franklin's named after. Uh, yes. And uh, he had, um, at one point, he had four plantations in Louisiana. He would traffic slaves from the East Coast and march them all the way to Nashville. Um, and he did that a few accounts. So all of the building, um, the building of Belmont Mansion was done by slavery. It was funded by slavery. And then for years, they profited off of that and started to accumulate more real estate. And then in the 80s, they financially got tied into the war against drugs and the war against crime through private prisons. And that's when we saw the huge uh, blow up of mass incarceration. Um, and mm -hmm. it's continued on. And they um, have invited Damon Hinger to be on the board of trustees. And that's unacceptable. You know, what are the things that jump out at your group that core civic and private prisons are guilty of? Like what, what is the list of grievances? I mean, I know there's obviously <laughs> a long list of it. There was just a, an audit of private prisons of core civics prisons this year in the legislature mm -hmm. that showed that there are human rights abuses and mm -hmm. that they just, you know, it's really ugly. It's a lot, it's actually worse than the state run prisons. Nashville yep. just cut off their contract mm -hmm. with core civic. Mm -hmm. So, you know, is there a list of things that you point to, or do you just generally say to them, it's obvious? I mean, I feel like to us, it's obvious, right? Uh, you can Google core civic in within the first five articles. It's just mayhem. Um, the biggest things that I think have really struck out to us is one of our uh, members who also is help, helping um, co-organize this event tonight, uh, Becca. She worked um, and read through medical files and through an internship that worked with um, a CCA at the time CCA um, facility and read through countless amounts of medical um, papers that were just atrocity after atrocity. Um, and we've had, we've heard personal stories. There's, there's literal statistics between 2010 and 2016 that um, of the thousand um, lawsuits brought against CoreCivic, 82% uh, of them were civil lawsuits, meaning neglect in um, either neglecting care or neglect in the actual facility that they're in. Um, whether that be resources that they're given. And then we were, we're seeing through this audit, through, through the COVID audit, audits that we're going through uh, mm -hmm. private prisons, uh, Middle Tennessee had an outbreak of 1,100 people. That's insane. Insane. Um, and then they, people like Damon Heininger, will, and, and the CEO of like Geo Group and all these other private prisons where they literally will lie to you in front of, when they're being asked in front of Congress, when they're being asked by private individuals, that are you providing safe care? And they go, oh, absolutely. Absolutely we are. Nothing matters more to us than the care of the people in our, in our facilities. And then in the literal same moment, you're getting statistics after statistics of people right. being neglected, abused, literal. This wasn't a, a core civic facility, but in, in ICE we're seeing women being put through um, non-consenting hysterectomies and non-consenting physical abuses. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. just that, I mean, I, to me, it's obvious why you should stand against it. But I mean, there's uh, some people, uh, to quote Bob Fisher of the president of Belmont University, would call them good Christian men. So, right. Yeah. And, and it, it makes you think about how pro life this state believes itself to be, and people in this state believe itself to be. What's pro life about making right. money off of caging people? What's pro life about? forced hysterectomies what's pro-life about taking kids from their parents and losing 500 
you know, parents and kids. I mean, everybody should be up in our life if you can make money off of them. Right. And so, you know, that's the thing. Like there are things that we do as a country where it's not better to have a profit motive, jailing people, certainly one of them, healthcare, another, you know, we need to, the, the more profit motive gets injected into these things, the more atrocities you're going to have because people are going to cut corners and the incentives are going to be all messed up. So when you say these things to Damon and the people leadership at Belmont, have they engaged with you? Do they talk to you? Will they meet with you? What, what do they say? Are they ignoring you? So the thing is as of, well, now, now we're kind of seeing after we hosted a town hall just a month, uh, not a month ago. Oh my gosh. It was only like two weeks ago uh, that we hosted a town hall that we invited Bob Fisher to. That was a full hour and a half discussion about uh, private prisons, ethical or not ethical, um, talking about systemic racism, talking about reparations and different things like that. We gave him a month to respond and he didn't respond at all. Not even a message saying that he couldn't attend. Um, before then, uh, Belmont hosted their own kind of diversity hearings uh, back in the new, like the early resurgence of BLM de- uh, during George Floyd's death, um, where they were heavily criticized because they didn't say Black Lives Matter and, or mention systemic racism or the word racism in their first letter. Um, after those diversity hearings, when they were pressed further about their actual ties and financial ties with private prisons like Core Civic and Damon Hinderger being on the board of trustees, it would become um, a little reductive uh, towards the people asking questions. Um, and it would be, you know, kind of dancing around the answer. Um, and so we wrote our letter of demands and we're in, in the letter of the demands were very explicit in saying that, yes, these are our demands, but we are as Be Better Belmont, we're wanting to walk with you through this process. We want to help you through this process. We understand that this is a lot to ask, but also it's not really because we're just asking for the bare minimum at this point. But we are walking with you in to ensure a better future for the campus and for the Nashville community, for the Tennessee community that for that matter, because it's been this institution's been around for over 100 years. Um, And so. You're not being combative. You're you're, you're saying we want to help. We're saying we want to help. And it's explicitly in our letter of demands that apparently Bob Fisher has read. He said he read it. Um, then that, we have to take his word on that. Um, and so as of right now, it seems that we're not being getting very many responses at all, if any, from the university. And they aren't willing to really speak to, as it, um, we've seen in the press that we've gotten, that we've spoken to, a lot of the articles have said that the university or people at the university were not willing or did not respond to asking for a comment. Well, mm-hmm. one of the things that we're sort of, okay at is is shaming people so if we can ever help you shame anybody let us know you know if you ever want to have one of your events and stream it on the hall or let us know and then also you know let people know what what is up with the debate today and the demonstration oh yeah this is going to be a sick event y'all so uh it's happening at 4 30 just in two hours we are meeting at the intersection of magnolia and wedgwood which is right across the street from the university there are two large patches of grass. That's where we're going to be stationed. Um, we are going to have guest speakers from Equity Alliance. We're going to have Brandon Thomas. Um, we are going to have uh, Our Revolution Nashville speaking, um, March for Justice, and um, I think that's everybody. Oh, and then the Central uh, Workers Labor Union um, is also going to be speaking as well. Is, is um, Athens streaming that on the holler? Yes, she is. So that will be streaming on the that's holler. That will be streaming for you guys, yeah. Awesome. We're All right. also going to be live streaming from Be Better Belmont as well. 
We're going to be holding signs. We're going to be listening to speakers and we're just going to be making a presence and knowing and coming together and showing Belmont that a large number of the community is in opposition to what they are hiding behind, but also allowing a white supremacy sympathizer and COVID spreader on the campus for this debate. Well, great. Well, good luck with that event. We'll, we'll be streaming it. We'll pull some clips. Cassie will make one of her special clips to shame somebody and uh, definitely keep in touch with us. Thanks for what you're doing and let us know how we can help. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for inviting me. Thanks, Safara. Uh, I just know that when I was her age, I wasn't doing anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they've built a really incredible organization with Be Better Belmont, and um, and I, I know I've talked with 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 Afton a lot about them, and I, I know that she's been, you know, um, she she's been in conversation with them. We they actually Afton does the the Grits podcast, and they interviewed Safara and another organizer with Be Better Belmont. So if you all haven't listened to that, go check out um, Grits podcast, and you can find a more extended interview with Safara and another representative from Be Better Belmont. And they're just doing an incredible job at um, bringing light to this connection that Belmont has with CoreCivic and the systemic racism that goes along with the prison industrial complex and namely um, for-profit prisons. And as you said, Justin, the, the profit motive is incredibly destructive um, when, when it comes to incarceration, which is just yeah. a, a messed up system it as it is. Tennis.